Jesse, open your mouth. Spread your legs. Clear. Nobody know. Welcome back to that dog in the yard and that West Coast journey. And today we got Blue representing that West Coast, man. You know, giving it up early, straight, real, street guy. You know what I'm saying? Certified. You know what I mean? And uh, it was an honor having Blue on my show, man. You already know. He took that walk. He took that, you know what I mean? That journey with me, with your boy Pistol, man, on that yard tour. You know what I mean? Your boy Pistol Pete. Let's get right to it, man. West, West, West. When you in that Tampa Bay area, make sure you reach out to my boy, Gus Torres, man. If you want anything that has to do with real estate, man, make sure you hit him up. You get the lowest prices and the finest houses, man. Trust me when I tell you. But don't forget to mention my name. You already know that Pistol Peter gets you that early discount. And that's my brother, man, Gus Torres. You already know, out in the Tampa Bay area. Make sure you hit him up, man. Sell, buy, invest, all that. Make sure you hit him up, man, because he focused with that out there. Tampa Bay, you already know, it's your boy Pistol, man. Get at me. You already know what it is, your boy Pistol Pete. It's that dog in the yard. You know what I'm saying? Today we got Blue from the West, 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 West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Official brother. You know what I'm saying? So let's just, uh, you know, let's greet him to the uh, dog in the yard on that yard talk, man. Uh, what's up, Blue? How's everything, brother? Everything's solid, soldier. Absolutely, man. So, um, you know, I come from the East, man, so I don't really know anything about the West, you know, uh, the prison system, you know, the jail system, the shit that y'all guys go through out here and all that. So it's, it's, it's to me, it's an honor to have you on my show and all that because I want to definitely enlighten all everybody in the world, not just the East Coast. We taking this shit all over. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to have. You know, brothers from the West Coast, official brothers from the West Coast that be able to break it down, you know, to the youth, to the peoples and shit, the way it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that being said, um, tell me you know, a little bit about yourself. Like, you know, where you was, where you born, raised, you know, uh, what, you know, what, uh, how many siblings when you went to jail, you know, mother, dad, normal home or? Well, uh, man, uh, back at you, soldiers. Uh, it's an honor and I'm humbled to be right here with you, man, and uh, to be on this platform that you created strictly for us, you know what I mean? Uh, not being watered down or anything like this to continue to, uh, to cultivate the culture, you know what I mean? And to keep the culture us, because it has been uh, hijacked, as you know, and uh, commercialized. So, you know, man, uh, right back at you, man. I appreciate right. you so much. Appreciate you. it, man. All appreciate right, it, brother. Yes, sir. So, go ahead, man. So, tell me a little bit about yourself, your upbringing and all that, you know, like, yeah, well, my name, I was like... Shit, my name is uh, Blue. I'm from Long Beach, uh... I come up out the LBC. I've been uh, out there all my life. You know what I mean? I grew up in uh, Long Beach. I lived in Compton, lived in Los Angeles, uh, lived in Dallas. But uh, Long Beach is where I've always been. You know what I mean? That's where we made home when I was a young kid. My family, uh, I came up out of, up off the east side, the north side. I came up, uh, actually, I was raised in the projects of Long Beach. And then from there, uh, my uncles and all my friends lived on the, on the east side. So I ended up on the east side uh running with the gang over there, 21st Street. You hear Snoop talking about 21st Street, mm. the worst street, you know what I mean? Uh, is that is that 
What what gang is that 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 area? Oh, uh, that that area right there. That's that's the Insanes, the Rolling Twenties, the uh, the One Nine Gangsters. Okay, yeah. which is what Crips? Yeah, that's all Crips. Long okay, Beach. Want to know? All right, let me give you like this. Uh, we don't know. Quick, real quick, uh, Long Beach is the only city that's uh, all Long Beach. If there's no there's no outside influence. There's no no Compton influence. No Los Angeles influence. Mm. Uh, not only that, we the only city that I can say in Southern California. And really, one of the only cities across the world that's all Crips, mm. and we've uh, is 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 it's been a, a time, and we've been through uh, some some trials and some 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 times keeping it to where it's only our influence there. Not saying that we don't we don't got homies from outside the city, but as far as keeping it to where no other gangs or no other uh, territories come in and put a uh, a flag in there and state claim to a part of our territory. Right. You know, it's been us. Uh, so it's we, always been solid, and it's only been y'all guys. It's only been us. You know, we've had we've had people from outside wow. come in. You know, I mean, we've we've embraced them like as comrades, but then you know they try to hey, this going woo woo. You mm -hmm. know, so it's, it's been a whole lot. You know, what I mean, holding on to maintain that. That, that 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 position exactly to maintain us and keep everything so, us. So you was raised there. I was raised there, man. And uh, at what age you uh got in trouble when? Oh, man. I, <laughs> I mean, you was raised, your mom's, your dad, you was raised by both? No, I was raised by my mom and my grandmother and my aunties. Okay. My, uh, my dad my dad was in prison when I was younger. He was doing time up in Huntsville Prison down there in Texas. And when I was younger, I would go out there to, to keep from getting into everything I ended up running head on into. My mother would send me to Texas every summer with me and one of my boy cousins that lived out here in California in the projects. They would send us to, uh, to Texas to stay with my grandfather, her mm -hmm. dad. So the first day school would be out, she would send us, put us on, it was Continental Trailways, like the Greyhound, mm -hmm. put us on the trailways, and we'd be out there, you know what I mean? And then my granddaddy, we we go out there the first day of school was out, and then we come back maybe like two days before school started, and we'd come back out here. So, you know, to keep me from running head on and yeah, everything. Yeah. From, getting, from getting in trouble and all that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. That didn't stop anything. You no. still wanted to get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess it was just, you know, one of them things, man. So what, what what's mean? the first, when is the first time that you ever... Got in trouble that you went to, to whether it's a juvenile prison. Oh man, I went. To, I, how was that? How was that like? I, I went to juvenile halls, man. I went to Los Padrinos, man. It was a, uh, it was a zoo, man. It was the LA Zoo. You know mm. what I mean? You got, you got, you got. This this is like in the early '80s when gangs was just exploding. When LA was the gang, well, it still is the gang capital. But when it was the murder capital of the world, you know what mm. I mean? And when uh, gangs was just like. They they was you know what I mean it wasn't what it is today every it was it was like a it was a rough to really live there yeah it was a, it was a secret society even even mm. back then like now you see it being uh popularized and uh as they say uh uh commercialized commercialized you know what I mean and uh fashionable as they say mm -hmm. but back then it was like you know we had our own style we had our own walk we had our own talk you know we we had our own dance you know what I mean we had everything it, it was, was private and it, and it was just us you know what I mean that secret society mm. you know what I mean our own little fraternity you. you know what I mean and uh even then it was like we were shunned and looked down upon in society you know what I mean even from the females we was growing up with like ooh look at y'all y'all you know y'all sagging y'all pants y'all look how y'all got you know ooh big t-shirts on you know what mm. I mean double x you know we had a saying coming up it, it uh with a big shirt, you gotta make it hurt. You know what I mean? How old you was? I was like uh, twelve years old. So that's the first time that you ever got in prison. You ever went to jail? Yeah, the first time I went to Los Padrinos. That's the juvenile jail. Yes, sir. And how long did you stay there? I stayed in Los Padrinos finally for about three weeks. The first time. Okay, and then you came home. Yeah, I came home. Continue, you Continue know. Continue your same shit. Hey, man, that, that didn't do nothing but breed more. You know what I mean? Criminal right. activity for me. You know right. what I mean? So and then you went back again. 
I went back again. To juvenile. I went back to juvenile. I ended up, I think I went back uh, when I was, I went back when I was uh, 13. I ended up going uh, to Camp Mariloma. So okay. I stayed in Camp Mariloma for like about four months. Then okay. I got out of Camp Mariloma. <laughs> it just progressed. You went know what back I mean? again. Went back again. I ended up going to uh, Camp Page. Mm. You know what I mean? That from camp, I went to, I stayed in Camp Page for like 11 months. Okay. That's when, you know, juvenile hall, everything was cracking. It's the first thing you come in, you got to get cracking. As soon as you, I mean, from the time I was 12 to the time I was, uh, I progressed on the California Youth Authority. When you mean cracking, what that means? As soon as you get in, it's like, where you from? You know what I mean? Uh, shit, as soon as, as soon as you get in there, it's like, where you from? And uh, if you ain't from uh, an affiliate of that guy that hit you up, where you from? You about to get cracking right there. Ain't none okay. of that. So you got to wrap your set real quick. You got you to get cracking. Mm. You got to get cracking right so, get so, there. So that's what you do. So you went back and you got into your cracking. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and you was there for four months, you say? Yeah. And then you came home again? Yep. Then I went, then I went back. To juvenile again? Went back to juvenile. Wow. Okay, this time when I went, it was, it was, it was a trip because I ran into one of my partners that I grew up with when I was young mm -hmm. uh, named Black Tone. Okay. Tony Lane. And from there, Tony Lane, it was him, and it was a dude named uh, Dre, Homer Styles. They was they was Pyrus, but I knew uh, my grandmother, them, they all lived in Compton when I was younger, so I used to play with Tony Lane, them. But okay. I used to go over there with my grandmother, them, when mm. we used to be over there, basically live over there with my sister, them. So I ran in, I ran into Tony Lane, Black Tone. Black Tone won DJ Quick and all them dudes be talking about Black Tone. Right. So I ran into Black Tone, and then uh, Black Tone, them, had already been there, because they was in there for murders and shit, you know what I mean? I was coming in there for robbery and shit, you know, right. knocking niggas upside the head and shit like right. that. So they had, they was already established, but so it was like this. We had we had a thing that when we when we went in there, that when uh soon soon like say for instance if I was I was a Krypton and was a Pyru. So like if a uh, if if a Pyru dude come up in there, uh, Black Tone then would come and get me him and Dre. They 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 say hey Blue, woo 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 dude in here for woo woo. Go in there and see what's happening with him. I run in there, hey, what's happening, cuz? You know what I mean? Yeah. With that, with that Long Beach and St. Crip, like, if he bowed down, you know what I mean? I'd be like, man, that nigga's a buster, homie. You know what I mean? They'd right. deal with him. But if he get down, like, if he if he be like, oh, woo, 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 like, you know, some represent. Yeah, he stands up for some, Sometimes if it then went to that level, we mm -hmm. got to get down. You know what I mean? Right. But he still got his respect. Or I'd be in there like, hey, he down, homie. And then it'd be vice versa. You know okay. what I mean? If a crip come in there, you know what I mean? And I and I, and I greet him when he come in because we were kind of like, we was like the fuck-ups. You know what I right. mean? So we had like Carter Block moving through there with the counselors and shit. Like, mm. it might be somebody that we feel like, like I feel like I got a problem with and I want to get with him. I tell one of the counselors, hey, ooh, I need you to uh, unlock that door, man. And uh, you know what I mean? Right. And uh, let me and dude go up in the laundry room. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh. I go tell his homies, like, hey, I got a problem with your homeboy. You know what I mean? Uh, the counselor going to unlock the door. We're going to go in the laundry room. We're going to get down and go in there and we, you know, do our stuff, you know? So, yeah. and then uh, we also had. This is all juvenile. This is all juvenile house. And then it was a trip because uh, this is during the time when the crack era was booming and shit, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it was a counselor in there. I ain't going to say his name, but uh, Dre and uh, Tone, you know, they had, they homies uh, had spots and shit. So every night, like I said, they was already established. So every night they'll pull me out the cell. You know what I mean? And uh, we'd be on the phone. I'd be talking to their homegirls and shit. Mm. And then so uh, okay. we had a staff that used to go to their hood. And their homeboys would feed him dope and shit. And he would bring back, you know, cigarettes for us. Okay. And then he'd bring back our food and shit every okay. day. Dre, Dre had been in there like two years already. Okay. So every day, Dre moms would bring meals. And we'd be eating meals and shit at night. Or else, mm. or else the staff would bring us food and shit. And so then, like, how long that last? Oh, man, that shit lasted about a year for me, man. That and, shit. Then, and then from, what happened from that point? From that point, I ended up uh, going to camp.
And then from camp, uh, I went to camp page and uh, Tone had beat, Black Tone had beat his murder. But then I ended up uh, seeing him down there in camp page. You know what I mean? We, we continued right then and there. You know what I mean? We mm. end up doing our shit. So and then at what point and what age you end up in a penitentiary, like real prison? I ended up, all right, for, but I ended up in California Youth Authority before I ended up in prison. Okay. Okay, so when I got out of camp, I, I, went, I went when I was like 14 to 15. I got out when I was 15. Then from 15, I went back to, uh, I did my time in there. Then I got out, I was turning 16. Then from 16, I ended up going to youth, California Youth Authority, which I didn't get out till I was uh, 21 years old. Damn. That whole time? Yeah. So you had to stay there the whole juvenile until you turned an adult. Yeah, till I turned an adult. And I mean, that was it. We was maxing out. Fuck all that. You're going to give me a date. I'm going to be good. We yeah. was maxing out. Like, you was just doing you. Yeah, I was at TS. It was called, uh, it was Gladiator School. We called it Gladiator School, YTS Youth Training School, right there in Chino, right across the street from Chino Prison. Okay. It was the Gladiator School. I mean, it's like. So at 21, what happened at that point in your life? At 21, uh, man, leading up to 21, it was, it, was, it was a ride. But at 21, man, I got out and. It was it was booming, man. You know what I mean? It was booming. You, you talking? Went, you went back out there, on th- man. You talking about? Uh, I got out. I maxed out. Like they let you out the day you turned twenty one. So I maxed out from O and R, which is the Rock, and uh, and and YTS is the Rock. We call it the Mountain, the Rock. Okay. You know what I mean? That's where all the fuck ups at. You know what I mean? So I maxed out from there. So I got out, man. I just fell right into the hood. You know what I mean? I got out. Homies had homies had dope spots and stuff like that. But you know me, I was I wasn't a dope dealer or nothing like that. You mm-hmm. know, I was just. You know, one of the homies from the hood, you know, just repping the hood. So uh, from there, man, uh, I got out. Uh, man, the hood was, it was booming. It was lit at that time. It, it was booming. So at it that point, booming. you was 21 years old. Yes, sir. So how long before that you went back to prison? I stayed out about three years. Okay, so you went you went back to prison at 24. Yeah, I ended up, but I, I ended up start, uh getting into the drug game and all of that. You know what I mean? So that Starting did, drugs and yeah, all that. So, so that, that bought me some time. So... Okay, so you was out there selling drugs and all that. Oh, yeah. We and had... then, at 24, you went to jail. Yeah. For selling drugs and all that. Yeah, for selling drugs and uh, other things. Well, actually, I was on the run for a double murder. And uh, after I got caught, uh, I ended up dealing with the legal uh, ramifications of that, beating that. So I ended up... So the, the thing about that is, I was thinking... How was that? That must have been fucking scary. You fighting two bodies... Two murders and shit like that. You fighting for your life. How was and, that? And, and it was and it was an and it was an attempt. At the, at that time, it was like you thinking that, like our mindset at that time was like I'm gonna die for the set, or I'm gonna or I'm gonna do death row for the set. You know what I mean? Mm. So it wasn't no scary time mm. because you got to remember coming. You through. You was just stepping up for what you believe. Exactly. You got to remember gotcha. coming through camp. Coming through juvenile halls, coming through YA, all that was rites of passage for us mm-hmm. back then. You know what I mean? It was like, that's what you did. That's what you did. That's what you did. Yeah, that was just like graduating all the way to the, until, on, you, until you hit the, on, the major leagues. From, from elementary to junior high to high school Absolutely. to the I university. So in Delmar 24, you went back to prison. How much time did you get doing that? I mean, uh, I ended up, I, ended up I, st- I stayed in the county jail like about two and a half years. And then from there, I think I'm going home, right? So when I think I'm going home, they filed a kidnap robbery on me right there the day I'm supposed to come home. I but, go, but, okay, so before that, but you wasn't you. So while you was in prison, and you was about to come home. No, I was I was I was in the county fighting the case, fighting the other case. Okay, fighting up the double, um, yeah, the double yeah, uh, yeah, murder. Exactly, thinking I'm coming home. Okay, but the day I'm supposed to come home, Something they filed a kidnap robbery on me, which sent me to prison. So my so so my thing is I, I call I call I, it was a lot of detail to it so I called the house and I tell my uncle them I'm like look man 
uh, they're not going to let me go. He's like, what you mean? I said, man, they filed a kidnap robbery on me. And my uncle said, you already know what time it is. I'm like, which he said, man, you know you got to sit down. You know you're going to have to sit down. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to take that trip. So I ended up uh, taking a deal going to prison. Okay. While you was there fighting the case, how long you was uh, in, 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 the, in, the, in the county jail, like, you know, in the, in the jail? I was in there two and a half years. And what's all the things that you, how was that experience as far as, Oh, that was a you know, zoo. That was a zoo. That's what I'm saying, being, a, you we know, the, the how was the gangs and, you know, in the we was in the crypt. We was in the crypt module. Yeah, so how that yeah. all worked out when you and that and that and that like in Rikers Island in New York City oh, they put man. you they put all the Crips in one area put all the Bloods in one area put a, so it's the same kind of vibe. Yeah, you had the Crip module, you had the Blood module, you had uh, High Power, you know what I mean, uh, and then uh, you had the uh, the Keepaways, you know what I mean. But uh, in the Crip module, it was a zoo, man. That's that's where you really. Uh, you get tested at it, and then you got to understand. What are the things that you had got? Could you tell us that one experience that you've been through or something that you've seen while you was there that you never forget, like that it happened to either someone or oh, man, something I, that you did and then, you know, anything? Oh, uh, man, well, uh, I had I had to discipline one of my homeboys that uh, we grew up with, that I was I was close with, you know what I mean? When it came down to laying down that law, they said he had done something that, uh, you know what I mean, against our community standards, you know, and uh, I had to deal with him. Was that tough for you to just not not really? It was it was just something that I had to do. You know what I mean? It, it was a it was like shit. Either me or him. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it was and it wasn't really me. It was it was more or less the whole car, me and all my homies. Right. You know. But when it was brought to my attention, I'm like, no, we got to deal with it. You know what I mean? So I was the one that initiated. You know what I mean? The activity. Right. Right. But I seen I seen a lot of dudes, man. I seen dudes get get you know what I mean get their manhood took over false uh, allegations. You know what I mean? I seen dudes uh, get killed up in there, false allegations. I seen a lot of manipulation. When you say false allegations, what do you mean? Like, like, like somebody might say this dude didn't told. You know what I mean? Oh, and they, and, and they, and they, they find out he didn't tell later on. You know what I mean? And then you had a lot of manipulation going down. Older dudes, you know what I mean? Uh, running mind games, uh, manipulating us younger guys. You know. Mm. So that was that was really my thing. Was that. I never wanted to be put in the trick bag, so I was always like, "Shit, I, I, let me do the demonstration." Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. So, from there, you went to the penitentiary. Yeah. You got sentenced. What you copped out to? What was your sentence? I cop. I copped out to uh, kidnapping, uh, robbery. And how much time you got? I ended up with six. Six years. Yeah, but they waived all of my county jail time. I didn't. I didn't get credit for that time. So all that time you spent on the county time, two no and a half good. years. It was no good. It was no good. It, it was, was just no laying good. up for no reason. It was laying up for no reason. Well, that was and, but see that the, the thing behind that that was real political. Mm. See, I, I I stay in Long Beach, so the thing is, is that they wasn't gonna see a guy like me after being uh, coming in for allegations of charges like that just walk out into the streets. Mm. So that was all political. So I had to just get out the way and go on up the up the way. So the six years that you was so when you got to the penitentiary to the penitentiary, what was the name of the penitentiary? I went to uh, Solano. And how was that? Your first day there, you know. I mean, how, it was, how was it? You, you're a crip. You you pretty known. Probably people know you. Or yeah, it was, it was like you know what I mean. What, during the time I was fighting the case, the big homies was waiting on me anyway to come. No matter where I landed, they was waiting on me to come. You know what I mean? They had the blue carpet and the you know what I mean everything waiting on me. The uh, the greetings bag and all that waiting for okay, me. Okay, cool. But it was kind of like when I got there. Yeah, how was that experience? Like you know, how was the whole transition from going from the state to the penitentiary? How was that all like? 
it was it was it was different. You know what I mean? And especially coming from our California Youth Authority, it was different. You know what I mean? My expectations was like, you know, you hearing all the rumors, you hearing everything, and not really understanding the politics. Prison politics was a lot different because in YA, we just did we just we just demonstrated, we just put it down. You know what I mean? We just took off. You know what I mean? But in prison, it wasn't like that. You had lifers, and the things that you do not only affect you. But it affect everybody around you. Not saying that that ain't the same thing uh, in YA, but it, even in uh, in the county jail, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? What you do affects those around you mm-hmm. and those in the same car from right. the same set you from. It just more. It just, it just it's just taken more seriously, more serious in the penitentiary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you know, people there already situated, doing life. So it is like if you really violate this one person, then you really make sure that you violate and you. Be ready to face whatever comes and all that, that kind of shit, right? Yeah, then it was a protocol, a structure there, you know what I mean? It was like, you can't just move because you want to move, you know what I mean? No, mm-hmm. you can't do that. And it was like, nobody is bigger than the car in there. Okay. So we had we had, we had had set guidelines and, uh, like I said, protocol and structure, and it was like, everything got to be passed through the committee. Okay. So, so, so your six years there, how was... That how many altercations and you know have you been to the box was while you was there? Oh you yeah, to, oh yeah. I mean, how oh, was yeah. that? Or you, you know? It was it was it was uh it was real educational, should I say? But mm-hmm. it was it was it was cool for me because uh when I got there it was like the keys was passed to me from the older homies. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it was it was different, and I came, I had a different mindset, and pretty much the big homies that was there, they had like. Gave me the keys, like, here, man, uh, we got you. What, what, what you feel about it? Because every time there was a situation on the yard, you know, some of the older homies, they was like, call me Blue Devil. So, you know, they was like, hey, uh, what you feel about this situation? They called you what, Blue Devil? Yeah, you what know, was, homies what, got their secret what, little name. What, what was that? What was the reason? I mean, what was that about? What <laughs> hey, man, I, I don't know. You know, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. Know, it was blue, but some of the older homies, like, Blue Devil, you know. Okay. So, you know, uh, they like, okay, situation, you know, like, they, they come to me, something happened on the yard. You know, it was kind of like, I wasn't handed the keys, but it was per se like, when situations happen, they come to me for my advice, like, hey, hey, homie, this what happened. Woo, woo, woo. What you think about this situation right here? You know what I mean? And I'm like, uh, shit, nigga, strap up. You know what I mean? Tell the, tell the other crib cars, you know, strap up. I'm going to go over there and uh, address the situation, you know, whether we're dealing with uh, outside the race situation or inside the red or blue situation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm always tell the homie, because I worked on the yard. Mm. So I had, you know what I mean? I had I had action at where we hid all the knives and everything. You know what I mean? And I made that was You know where of, everything was at? I knew where everything was at. I knew where everything was at. You, you should stash I mean? it where? Like what, on the grass? I, I stashed it on the grass, inside the canteen, everywhere. You know what I mean? For those I, people that don't really know what, he, what, he's, what he's breaking down, we talking about bangers, knives, you know, handmade, Prison weapons and shit like that. That's, that's what they used to put, you know, put away and stuff like that. So yeah, blue. What they call? Kisus. Swahili, Swahili Kisu. Okay, okay. So go ahead. So you used to have everything on smash in the yard. Yeah. So I knew, I knew, I knew where, I knew where uh, all of our weapons was mm. uh, was situated on the yard. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then like, if a situation would happen, uh, I would make sure that when the homies come, that. I instantly had them already strapped up, like boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. I strapped the homies up. Or else I tell them, hey, over there behind, up under the 40 uh, dumbbell, you know what I mean? Uh, all you got to do is just dig maybe an inch and it's already waiting on you, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? Go up over there by the uh, by the bench press bar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, up under that 
that that that twenty dumbbell. You know what I mean? Boom, it's 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 there. You know what I mean? We had secret little you know different spots. You know what I mean? I'll be like, hey, send the homie over there to the canteen. You know what I mean? And uh, they gonna they gonna pass him. You know what I mean? Okay, things like that. Okay, so so one of the altercations that you have got, gotten in as far as in there, like that you remember that that caused you to go to the box. And how much oh, man. box time you done? Actually, I was uh, a three striker and uh, I had a DA referral. I had to get down on one of my own homies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like what? What that? What that means? Because I don't know what. Like, like I had, I had to discipline one of my own homies, so I had to blast. I had to stab one of my own homies. Oh, okay. From so, from my neighborhood. So they wrote you up for it, and you went to the box. They wrote me up for it, uh, and I went to and I went to the box. I was looking at a DA referral. That mean that uh, the district attorney on the outside in that county that we was in was looking to pick up the case if the evidence was strong enough for them to pick up the case. And wow. so inside inside the institution, mm-hmm. they wait to see if the DA referral, if the DA pick it up, then they going to uh, prosecute you to the uh, full extent inside there. Okay. I got, so did that ever happen? Uh, no, they uh, the, the DA didn't pick it up. But so, I, sat, I sat in the hall waiting for for a long time, you know what I mean, like about 11 months. And then the thing about it, this was like in uh, 94 when they was coming out with the three strikes. So I was looking at a three strikes. So if I would have got found guilty or went to trial for that, I, would, I was, I was going to receive life sentence after looking, damn near looking, all right, now, the kidnap for robbery, I was, I was looking at 15 to life for that. And then the double homicide, that was life without or better. Right. You know what I mean? So either way it go, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in there, I'm like, damn, man, uh, I just got through beating this shit right here, per se, and now, damn, I might, I'm going to fuck around and uh, end up with life again behind one of my own homeboys from my neighborhood, you know what I mean? Behind having to put the discipline down on him. Because my thing was like this, was like, we had the younger homies in there. At the time, I had just turned uh, 27, you know what I mean? So my thing was like this, was like, we had we had the younger homies in there. So if a situation happened, I want to make sure that it's done right. Mm. You want to make sure that shit get done and get resolved right. Exactly, and then, and, then, and then me, I didn't want to drag them into other shit. Mm-hmm. So it was it was like, deal with this homeboy. He's in the wrong, or we go to war. But he's in the wrong. So my thing ain't about uh, who's right. It's about what's right. Like I tell my homies, you know, uh, I go all the way with you. I go all the way with you with this homie, all the way through with this with you, homie. If you right, homie. But if you ain't right, homie. I'm going to draw the line in the sand. Mm. And, and we got a thing like in our car to where from Long Beach in which every other car have, nobody disciplines ours. ours. We discipline our own homeboy. Facts. We can't let nobody from nowhere else mm-hmm. put discipline on our own homies. So I felt that it, like up on committee and hollering at my old, older homies, I felt like it was warranted to where we dealt with dude not damn near to the full uh, extent of that discipline, you know what I mean? Right. And that was like, get him off the yard. And the only way to do it was like, I'm like, no, I got to put out a demonstration, not just uh, on him for his egregious act, but also for the others outside that, you know what I mean? Just looking. Yeah, exactly. So how much time you spent in the box for that? I did 11, 11 months. 11 months. And how was that? Oh, uh, man, it was, it was real educational to me. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, out of all the time I didn't did from uh ju- matter of fact in juvenile halls, they even created a uh, a thing called administrative hold for us. Mm. Like me, uh Black Tone and uh my homeboy, uh, who was it? It was payback from Trag New Park, and my homeboy Black from Five Nine East Coast. Mm. So uh they created an administrative hold for us because they used to give you seven days, you only do seven days in the box. 
But we were fucking up so much, they created a 30-day administrative hold for us mm. and lost Pedrinos. Because we was we was always in the box, you know what I mean? So it was it was it was different than the second time that you went to the box. Mm-hmm. How how was that? Uh you talking about the administrative hole? Yeah, like when you was on the juvenile administrative hole, well the seven days, thirty days is different than the, 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 the administrative the administrative hole was thirty days, but you the the maximum then was only seven days that you could do. Okay. But we fucked up. The box was our hole, was our home. So they like, nah, seven days ain't doing nothing for, them. Enough for so, them. So we got we gotta we gotta put these dudes on that administrative hole. Okay. Which means you could stay in stay in that 30 days or more. Okay. So you're saying so when you went to the box now in the penitentiary, how was that? It was just like I mean, I was already used to being in the box, you know what I mean? Even from uh what you did while you was in there, like, you know, which how you spend your twenty three dollars, twenty three dollars, twenty three hours a day, how you spend your days there. I would read and I would exercise. Mm. You know what I mean? That's all I would do is just read, exercise, and if we had action to uh, write, and I would write. Mm. So when you came out the hole from there, when you went back to regular to the back to the same penitentiary or to the transfer? Yeah, I went, I, went, I, went, I went back to the same main line. Uh, the uh, the investigative lieutenant. He said, "Man, I'm gonna let you out because I was I was short. I was look, man. I think uh, I was about to go home. You know mm. what I mean? And you 95, were short. yeah, 95. This happened in 94. I was ready to go home in 95. Mm. So dude was like, look, man, you beat this right up, man. I'm going to let you go back, man. Just give me your word. You won't get in. You won't get in no more you shit. You won't fuck up no yeah, more. Yeah, I thought I, And then, you know, after looking at three strikes, shit start. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you start thinking. Shit, yeah, shit started uh, setting in. So on you came you. back out the box and you chill. And I just chilled, man. I just chilled. And what you did that. when you came out the box? Did you go to program? Did you have to force to go to school, program? No, I just, I, I didn't do nothing. I, I, I didn't do nothing, man. I just went to the yard and went, 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 went to my cell to the yard and just programmed with the homies. But during the, my time in the box, that was like, it was like my time, uh, when, whenever I was in solitary confinement, that was always like the best time I ever did in my life. And it was like the most peaceful, even like up until this day, being 52, it's like them times were the best time I ever had in my life. I can honestly, I hate to say that, but mm. I found peace and tranquility. You know what I mean? And sitting in them, in that environment, in that closed uh, quarters so right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I found uh, tranquility up in there, man. Okay. So uh, and even in that time, I learned I learned a lot. Like I had in the box when I was in prison in the, in the hole, I had a dude next to me named Yero Gaidi. That's how I got my name, Hakika Bomani Scori. Mm. You know what I mean? He was he he was a BGF, okay, a black gorilla family, and he and he would lace me down. Like that's where I really learned uh, blackness. Well, actually, I learned about us as blackness while I was in the hole on YTS. I read the Malcolm X book, and you know that sparked the. That, that, that sparked the knowledge. The, yeah, the that knowledge. sparked some, but it didn't do nothing. You know what I mean? Right. But it, it planted a seed. And then when I got to the to the prison, I got to the hole, and I was in a uh, cell next to Yeh Rogaidi. Uh, we used to all go to the yard together, and we used to do the exercise. So I would like, it would be me, Yeh and I'm trying to think of who else. I can't think of who else. It was another dude. I think his name was Bird from up north. Okay. So we used to lead the, uh, the blacks, you know, because in the hole, we was all together. Crips, Bloods, Damus, and non-affiliates. So in there... Uh, I would I would lead the uh, the exercise yard the exercise and we had a thing like we'd all be on unison and we'd all do the same thing but after we get through me Yero, me Yero and uh Bird we would still continue busting down but it was mandatory in the hole that as a black that you came out to the yard and it was mandatory that you bust down and you exercise because mm-hmm. back then when we went to the prison certain things was mandatory so that was united. Yeah, you had we had, we had a quiet period. You had to sit quiet for this period. You had to study at this time, and you had the mandatory exercise, which I don't think they doing these days. Mm. But during that time, prison, you had to exercise. 
you had to study and you had to learn Swahili. You know what I mean? Because when the Hispanics and everybody else is speaking and it could be like tension and war going on mm-hmm. and, they, and they talking their language, their, mm-hmm. their native tongue over the tier, how are we going to communicate? We can't pass kites. We can't fish and send lines down there because if you get intercepted in the wrong thing on it, you know what I mean? Facts, so we gonna so, know. Yeah, so we had to understand certain things mm-hmm. we had to do. And so during that time, uh, Yero, he, gave, he, he laced me down with a whole lot of game. He seen something in me that, you know, he, he gave me... Uh, privy information that a lot of dudes didn't get. And then you got to understand the BGFs and the Crips were enemies in the prison. Mm. But he he took to me and gave me some uh, a lot of trade secrets. You know what I mean? Uh, and he would do things to, like this to me. He would uh he would slide, he would give me a piece of paper and, and it might have like it might be five pages long. And he would have each each page number like from one to like 27 and then like 52 and so on on each page. And, and he taught me something called internalize. Mm. He said, I need you to internalize this, Hakika. And Hakika in Swahili, it means uh, true, real. Mm. Bomani means warrior. Askari means soldier. Mm. So he named me Hakika Bomani Askari. And so uh, what happened was he said, he give, he give me these pieces of paper. He said, I need you to internalize this. And internalize means that you don't learn it, you become it. Mm. But this is what he'd do. You're gonna apply it. You, you're gonna apply it. That's your life. That's who you are. And, and what it was was he give it to me. He might give me five hours to internalize that. And then I have to give him the paper back. Mm. And then so he might, he might, he might hit my cell, bam, 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 bam. Wake me up at about, it might be that day or two days later. Mm. And he'd be like, Hakika, page two. Line 37, I'd have to recite that. Mm. And then he might be like, Hakika, page four, line 70, woo, woo, woo. And I'd have to recite that. Or he might be like, one through 10, I'd have to recite that. But I wouldn't verbally say it. I would write it down because he was right next to me with fish. And I'd have to write it down and give it to him. You know what I mean? Or it just depends on how, what the vibe or the noise was. Because a lot of stuff he gave me was like real information, like, Shit that real education. Yeah, real educational shit. So he laced me down with a lot of shit, man. So that helped you out a lot in the box. That helped me a whole lot, man. Because yeah. a lot of the stuff was about our people. He taught me about how to how to not look at things from my perspective, but look at it from a worldview. Right. And he taught me different things about how to set out and move about. Everything that's happening now, he taught me about the things that was gonna happen in the 21st century mm. and how to move. Everything that's happening now. They gave it to me way back then, bro. And then even when I was uh, moving on the yard, I wasn't moving with my comrades. I was moving with older dudes, lifers, dudes who was never coming home. And they were sliding me books and stuff like that. Yeah, it was educating you. Yeah, they was educating me. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's what's up. So, Blue, so, so after your six years, what year you came home? I came home in 95. 95. And um, how was that, man? I mean, you've been home since. Uh, yeah, I've been home since, but I didn't took a, I didn't went back. I went back a couple of times. Fought a couple of cases and came back? Yeah, I fought, ended up doing uh, 32 months in the county again, you know what I mean? Fighting okay. the case, looking at my life, uh, looking at a life sentence again. That was another time I, ha- I had to go pro per that way. Where we at with you? Where we, where, where's Blue at right now? As far as since you've been home in that last 32 months that you spent in prison, have you been back in prison? I mean, have you, or have you been taking it easy? I mean, you've been working on self, 
You know, I mean, like, what's been going on with Blue? I've been mashing, man. I've been working on self. I've been rebuilding, uh, building a foundation up under myself that they can't take from me. Mm. You know what I mean? Building a legal foundation because uh, I just said uh, it comes down to where I had to put value on. Like, you understand, like in prison and when you're on the streets and when you're in the hood, you're moving around in these different uh, arenas. You're putting value on everything else, but you ain't putting no value on yourself. Like, whenever you go somewhere with your homies, you're the one, you're the one that mm. got your eyes open, like, while everybody having fun. You're looking out for everybody else, but nobody looking out for you. Yeah, so in that time, uh, a lot happened when I was in the, in the, in the county jail My, my uh, during the last 32 months, man. Uh, my daughter started gangbanging. Oh. She went to jail. So I had, I had to look at that, and then I started looking at some of the old heads coming through that you know, was on drugs and things like that. So I started looking at the devastation of what I was doing. And then uh, I started looking at hearing about my nephew, them out there gang banging and stuff like that. And then right before that, I had lost a niece who had got killed at 17 years old. This was my favorite niece. This was the oh, only man, one. Sorry to hear that, Blue. Yeah, yeah. This was my niece, Mercedes. She was the only one that called me Uncle Blue. The rest of them called me Uncle. Mm. So it was like, I was kind of like, kind of like grew up with her. Mm -hmm. And she, she went her way. And then once... I was out there, I went my way, but we were still in the family, but then I went back and snatched her. Mm. And at the time I snatched her, she was living with me, and then she drifted off, went and stayed with another family member, ended up getting killed. And then uh, mm. that right there, you know what I mean? Uh, I never, I never, uh, that that's just started opening different, you know what just I mean? Just woke you up. Yeah, it woke me up from, from a different perspective. So I ended up going, like you say, during the 32 months, I came home and I'm like, damn, how can I, I got, I got to put value on myself. So it's some things that I can't do. You know what I mean? And so, so here I am now. I'm like, damn, uh, I'm used to accustomed to a certain lifestyle. You know what I mean? A certain quality of life, not just for me, but for all my family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a hey, certain things like financial things. It was never a situation for us. Right. So I'm, I'm having to go through, I had to go through that mental, that mental battle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, first first thing happened, you know, you're like, fuck that. I'm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, 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 I know how to use I got this. Yeah, I got this. I know this. how to handle this shit. Yeah, but then it's like, you can't do that. You know what I mean? You can't, you can, but you can't because you understand the game. And the game is, they want to put you in that jar. You know what I mean? And uh, shelf you. You know what I mean? So that's... That's pretty much, you know, I, I, start, I start thinking like that. And then I start thinking like, as far as the foundation, what type of foundation. So I ended up uh, back out, man, uh, locking in with a couple of the elders in the community. And then I start seeing different games, man. I start seeing how they was using guys like us, man. Like, locked in with a preacher in the community and uh, we would go different places. And he would be like, oh, this is a young man I'm working with in the community, but you're not really working with me. I'm with you. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm, I'm hoping that you will help me get on this track, but you're not. So I'm with you. At the end of the day, I go home. He give me $20. I go home, grown ass man. Like, mm -hmm. what, what can I do with this? You know what I mean? $20. Like, you know what I mean? I got two kids at the time. So now, here I am. But after we didn't, after we didn't went in this meeting with all these dignitaries and these people with suits on, it's like two or three weeks later, I see these people at these meetings. Now they over there at his church. I'm there. Now they didn't did a contract. 
Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn. Okay, so I start, I start seeing that. Then I, you know, I got to a relationship with my daughter's mom. And I'm like, hold on, this shit ain't working now. You know what I mean? I, I can't just sit up under these dudes no more. I got I to, you know what I mean? So then uh, I just started getting whatever I had to do, man. Getting little side jobs, whatever I had to Facts. do. Painting houses, you sure. know, whatever I had to do, man. You know what I mean? Uh, holla, to, to holla, stay out of the way and stay focused. Yeah, holler at somebody here and there. They can give me a job. I'm on a job. They don't like my demeanor. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm just moving around trying right. to find my way. And then so I ended up... Uh, as a coach, dude, I was one dude that I know from, from my neighborhood, uh, Hector. He was a coach at the high school. So, you know, I'm like always, you know, been cool whether I'm dealing with the younger homies or whatever. You know what I mean? I always uh, was able to uh, click, with, click with them. So I'm like, okay, this is a way to have access to some of the young, young kids. And I know it's like a lot of the young homies, you know, was playing football, doing different things like that. But they end up getting them lengthy prison sentences or running off to the streets gangbang. So I'm like, okay, I go over here for something to do, and I end up there uh, coaching and being a mentor at the high school at Long Beach Poly. Oh, man, that's what's up, man. Shit. And then from there... Uh, I mean, you got you got the credentials. You've been through some shit, and people know who you are, so this, yeah. this is, you're the right person for the youth to see, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to help. Yeah, it's crazy that you said that, because when I end up over there, it was like I didn't know how a prestige of a position that that was, because you got, you know, this is Long Beach Poly. This is uh, Sports Illustrated School of the Century. Mm. You know what I mean? We didn't put out more NFL players than any school in the history of America. Wow. You know what I mean? So this is a very prestigious situation that I'm in and I didn't understand. I just fell into it. And then you got the dude, then you got, you know, we got the the, uh, the Pop Warner football and all the other football up under the high school football. So all the dudes at Pop Warner, they like, damn, Blue, how you get over there? They like, man, I've been trying to get over there for 15 years. How you how you end up right there? They you like end up right there. So I'm like, I'm like, so I ended up there. You know That's what I mean? That's a blessing, man. Yeah, then from there, I started uh, like a lot of the uh the players and stuff that was there, you know, I knew they, I knew their mom, their dad, you know, I knew the, the uncles, their grandmothers, or whoever, you know, they knew me from the community when I was out there doing my stuff. And then so from there, a lot of I started, you know, building a lot of uh Credibility in that in that line of work right there. So then, and then I and then I ended up, you know, me liking to work out. I've been, mean, you know, coming up through the system. You better work out. That's right. So you know, I mean, I, I would I would be off to the side training and working out myself. I would get there an hour early. You know, what I mean, be busting down on the track, mm-hmm. or doing whatever in the weight room or whatever. You know, doing my stuff. So a lot of the players they would be like, "Hey, coach, I, I be seeing you do your stuff. You know what I mean? Can we get down with you?" Mm-hmm. So then they start getting down with me, That's working cool. out. So then on Saturday and Sunday, That's I start training up, them. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Because when you look at everything like the P ninety X and all of the training stuff, mm-hmm. that's really all shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Only thing is they went and they put a uh, a term on that, like Facts. like you know what I mean? Like say for instance, like in in uh. In sports world, you you wouldn't say forearm, you would say on the radius, things like that. Use a right. different language, you know right. what I mean? So I started doing my research, learning the language, went to school, different things like that, learned how to do sports training and stuff like that. Mm. And then I noticed like a lot of the players, they would come home from college, D1 scholarship, or come back from playing a few years in the pro, but then they had their head down because they didn't uh, capitalize on that situation. So, you know, watching our kids get misused and uh, pimp, you know what I mean? Saying things in the music yeah. industry, nobody... Caring about them financially. So from there, a lot of the parents would ask me because they, for, for whatever reason, they, you know, just from the hood, didn't, didn't know nothing about sports or anything. They would just had kids that was D1, you know, five-star athletes getting recruited by every college across the nation. They didn't know nothing mm-hmm. about it. So they would ask me, would I go on a uh, 
the recruiting scholarships uh, trips with the kids. And I'm like, shit, you mean I get to travel and do this and mm. I ain't got to be doing this and what? this while I'm doing it? So I'm like, yeah, I do it. You know what I mean? So from there, uh, I just started uh, moving around in different circles. And then so I built a bond with the, some of the families. You know what I mean? They be like, hey, we want you to stay around, you know what I mean, and, and continue to the move, so Got from my there, kids and all that. Yeah, Hell so, yeah. you know, from there, doors start opening, man. You know what I mean? That's what's up, man. Blue. I like that, man. I like that. Let's give it up for Blue, man. That's what's up. Blue, one more question. Uh, what you think about jail reform? What I think about jail reform? I think it's uh, bullshit. Mm. As is. Mm. You mean, there is no such thing as jail reform. Mm. We go in there, we do our time, we come home. It's they, needed. They give us 200. It's really needed. Jail Man, it's, 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 really, it's really needed because guys like myself, you know, we had to make our way. There was no uh, no support services or any outreaches that we could uh, go to to help us get on that right track. There was no me or you that we could go to. Now, mm. you got somebody like me or somebody like you, when the homies come home, you like, we we got a script that we follow. And, right. and, and I, I have a saying that say it hurts, but it works. You know, that shit hurt, but it works because you're used to a certain lifestyle and doing certain things, but you still got to go through the pain and everything and still maintain your mental because mm -hmm. you feel like, because you're stepping into a different world that this ain't our world. You're uncomfortable not in this world that we're moving in until you find your niche. You know what I mean? You realize that, damn, who I was over here, I'm the same person over here. Facts. Facts. So, so, yeah, reform, man, it's, 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 it's very necessary, man. You know what Facts. I mean? And that's what I've been doing now. I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff in that, in that, in that uh, transformative justice and... Uh, Rehab, re rehabilitative justice uh, line of work. You know, right now I work with a uh, professional community intervention training institute. We go across the country and we train, uh, we help build the infrastructures for different cities and uh, mm. different programs, show them how to be uh, self-reliant and how to utilize the resources in the community so that it's uh, community-driven from the inside and we don't need no outside influence to build okay. us up. And so now we've been able to, uh, we're, uh, we're training the uh, USC, University of Southern California, we train the social workers there, uh, the psychologists over there at the Lion University in San Diego. We train them, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, amongst uh, many others. Then we also doing uh, training with LAPD. We helping with their community engagement and community sensitivity training. We've been so doing that like moving. three years now. Yeah, we're moving now. That's what's up, You know, because now, cause now it, for so long, you know, man, we bring the legitimacy and validate who they are, you know what I mean? Facts. But, you know what I mean? Like, say, for instance, when somebody go to get a PhD and do their thesis with a subject matter, but now when does the subject matter get validated? Right. So now we validated ourselves. you know what I mean? Understanding mm. who we are and what we bring to the table. Facts. Well, listen, man, I guess this is what it is, man. It's your boy Pistol Pete, man. I want to first and foremost thank my brother, man, Blue, for coming through. You already know we out here on that West, West, West Coast, man. And I had to get the official brothers, man, from the West Coast out here. And nothing better but, you know, my brother Blue to come through, man. I appreciate you coming through, Blue. It was real, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And keep doing the right thing out there. I love that shit. Yes, I love sir, what you're sir. doing. Hey, man, appreciate, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it, dog. You already know it's that dog in the yard. It's that yard talk. And it's Blue. You already know. Official. Let's Long, get it. Long Beach to New York. You know what it is. Let's get it. What's up, what's up? Welcome back, man. You already know. Talking to y'all in that yard talk. I want to thank Blue for coming through. I mean, I know y'all never heard it like this, especially the East Coast. I mean, take advantage of this West Coast journey, man. You, you learn a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's happening all over, man. So jail is definitely all over, man. And jail reform is definitely needed, man. So with that being said, man, I want to thank everybody, man, for joining me. 
You know what I'm saying? And on this journey, on this West Coast journey. But let's not forget. Let's check out that merch. You know what I mean? Dog in the yard merch out right now. Go get it. You already know. Hit that blog. Hit that theory. You already know. Take you right through it. Your boy Pistol. This is a step, this is how gangsters do it Splash, step, one, two I'm in a whole lot of zones, zones They look like kaleidoscopes I got the white for the white boy that's sniffing the shit Then he's eating down the slopes I got the can for that lady that thinks she could take it But know that she can't I got that work for that work That's gonna work right after it works Look, I put